Relating to Self. A podcast that helps you create a better relationship with yourself. Hey, I'm Joachim. Welcome. Do you realize that there is only one relationship that you will always be in? The relationship with yourself. Improving that relationship changes everything. On this podcast, I share my thoughts and I invite real people to have vulnerable conversations about how they relate to themselves and what we can learn from that. In today's episode, I speak with Aurore, who is consciously entering in a relationship with her own fingers. Enjoy. Aurore, welcome to the Relating to Self podcast. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you are a Reiki healer and a sex therapist who helps women connect to their sexuality, to have more confidence and to heal from trauma. Yes. And today we are here to talk about your relationship with yourself. Mm, beautiful. So my first question is very simple. When you hear this phrase relating to self, what does that mean to you? Hmm. <sighs> Relating to self. Usually for me, it would be embodiment. I would connect to my senses. It's not even about meditation or... No, it's, it's way simpler. It's coming back to my sensations as a human being and a human body and observing, being curious Breathing for me is a really important part of relating to myself, to self. And uh, relating to self also for me means uh, to be in an environment that allows quality time with myself, meaning that uh, I need to be, like right now I'm in Bourgogne and I love being in this spacious space, you know, like landscapes where the light is beautiful, the, there's no noise, there's no pollution, there's a quality, there's a quality of um, experience, uh, experiencing myself at peace. That's what comes to mind. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. I really love this idea of having quality time for and with yourself like mm -hmm. what you say this quality of experience or then you said the quality of experiencing yourself mm -hmm. i think that's mm -hmm. so beautiful and that's something i really relate to this idea that spaces mm -hmm. change how we feel about ourselves so much that's so you've already named that you know you like environments that are spacious and light and th that have silence and i'm wondering do you have concrete steps that you take in your life to Put yourself in those kind of environments do you choose where you are according to these principles or how does that work for you well as an example i used to live in paris with my partner and paris is for me very challenging in many ways so one day i decided with him of course with my partner to say look i'm very sensitive to my environment and i know that it has a huge influence on, on how I feel and how I connect to myself. So let's do this. Let's move. And he agreed because he could feel that I was my level of, I would say, joy 
was diminishing. And so we started to wander the world and, and look, like literally walk spaces, places, and feel, like feel how, how does it feel to be in this environment? Like you, you know, for instance, like you are, yeah, like a nomad, uh, stepping and, and imagining yourself. So we had like a few options and now we live, we currently live in Lisboa, Lisbon, because there's a mix of what we've been looking for. And I think that relating to self when you are with someone else is... <laughs> challenging as well because you both are different and you make a third entity and you need to look for the ideal place for this third entity to live in and to flourish and to explore but I know that if I was by myself I would probably be in Bali or you know <laughs> this type of <laughs> paradise so we chose to live in that place. It's still, it's in the city. So I know that it's not ideal yet. So I need to, to go a step further, be more radical about how I desperately need to be near the water, for example. That's, and that, as the age, you know, as we age and as we grow, um, there are some, mm, um, yeah, characteristics that you cannot just sacrifice. So, um, so I'm so I'm constantly developing, um, reviewing my my environment and questioning it. Is it enough? Do I really feel good in that in that space? And if not, why? What can I what can I change? Uh, what can I you know? Uh, make better for myself and for my partner, for example. Um, so yeah, uh, and as a like a current example, I'm just staying in Paris, but because Paris was so much for me, it was for vacations. Uh, we got the car and we went to Bourgogne, like because I was like uh, Christian, my partner, his name. I cannot stay in Paris. We sh we, we have to just like stay at least three days in complete nature without anything else. And that's a choice that you make, you know, because otherwise you just constantly adapt, over-adapt to your own sacrifice and you forget your, your needs and, uh, and how simple life is, you know, how simple it is to be happy in an environment that uh, resonates with your soul, you know, to flourish. Wow. Yeah. There's so much to dive in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> first of all, obviously I want to say that my perspective is different than yours because I am not in a mm -hmm. partnership with anyone else. I am what I would call self-partnered, which obviously changes mm. the way in which I navigate the world when it comes to relating to myself, <laughs> because that's my priority. Yes. So I'm very curious as to how you were relating to yourself before you entered this partnership and then to understand perhaps the shift that you have gone through in your relationship with yourself to be able to be in that partnership. Ah, such a good question. <laughs> well, if, if it's a question, but well, before I was with my partner, I remember you remind me of, of this older, this like old version of me kind of, because I was like very self partnered 
was like, this is only me, myself and I. It's not being selfish. It's just because I need it profoundly and I won't uh, sacrifice anything. So before I was with, uh, with my partner, I was way more introspective, I say. So I had my own, own apartment and I would like practice way more, for example. I would stay in silence way more. I would not force myself to socialize. I would like, I would be, no, I don't feel it tonight. I need to go to, to, go to bed at 9 p.m. That's it. And, and, and I, was, I didn't give a, <laughs> a fly <laughs> to whatever people would say. I would be like, no, this is, this is me, myself, and I, my, my relationship. But I had like this, this idea of going to Bali and staying there for, for a while. And then I met Christian and yeah, it changed like drastically <laughs> because, you know, life and, and you are with another human being who has other desires than yours. And then it was constantly crafting around me, 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 and his desires and in the middle, like, what can we do to say that we are both quite happy in, a, in an environment? And it's not easy because it's not easy. You, you always adapt way more than you should, I think, when you are in a relationship. Yeah, I, I recognize that. I think my, my default mode of being in partnerships has been that I forget about myself completely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. which is also why now I'm definitely taking the time to fully embody this self partedness mm. that I have. And I can say that this is not something that I'm attached to. I would be excited and I'm looking forward to meeting a partner or exploring the path to partnership. I think that would be great while mm. still very much holding space for this wonderful relationship that I've built with myself that mm. I don't want to compromise. Right. So that's, yeah. that's really interesting. But when you say that you have this process when, when meeting Christian, um, I imagine from what I know from both of you is that this was probably a very intentional and conscious process that you both stepped into. Yes. Could yeah. you say more about Labyrinth? how that went? Yes. All started with um, me being very emotional, like having anxiety. So that was like not, uh, it was conscious, but it was like a pain. And Christian was there to testify it, meaning... I was not just complaining about, you know, living in an environment that was not resonating, resonating with me. I was suffering from it. So then we had a discussion and we were really considering together where to go. And so the process was, okay, ideally, what would you need? What would be the top five priorities, you know, colors, uh, shapes, um, flavors of this, of this place, of this environment that you want to live in? So we would like, okay, elaborate on that both. And we saw that we were kind of opposite. That was so interesting. <laughs> like we, we had our list, like very studious, being like, okay, one, two, three, four, five. And then we compared and we were like, okay, boy, we have, we have some work to do. We have some research to do. But because we love each other and we gained so much from the partnership, it was like, we're not going to break up for that. People break up sometimes. They're like, well, if you don't follow me, I won't. I'm just going to, you know, it's my way or the highway, right? But for us, it was more like, no, how can we, we know that there's, there's a solution and there's an ideal space for us. And then I know that Christian, my partner, is less 
sensitive to the environment so he can adapt more than me. And I think that's important because if you have two persons in one, right, in one relationship who are very sensitive to one kind of environment and it's not the same, it's like, how, how do you manage? But for me, it was such a priority that Christian was kind of like following and making sure that, okay, whatever, as long as it's connected to the city, because Christian is a city guy, he loves to be around like close to the airport, close to his friends. And I'm more, I'm more of a cave woman. You know, if I don't see people for a while, it's okay. Because I have, I have this imaginary, I have this universe in myself, you know, and I, and I want to dive in. So I think that first it was me having a crisis, then both pondering about, okay, what's our wishes? And then Christian letting me leading the process, trusting that he's super adaptive, like he can literally work anywhere. He's just <laughs> amazing for that. And once we found like two or three places, we just, we just stay there and we just imagine, we just, you know, we picture it. We're like, okay, do you see yourself like waking up every day here? How's, how's the sound? For me, the sound like you is very important. And I was like, I don't want to live close to uh, a road. You know, I don't want to, I want to be close to the trees hmm. and, you know, trees and birds. And Christian was like, yeah, but, you know, in the, in the road in Lisboa, you have both. You have actually a road and a tree. You know? And I was like, yeah, but that's not the same. You know, it's not, it's not the same. And also, I want a house. I'm not an apartment woman. I'm, oh, I love big, I'm, a, ah, I'm like a queen, you know, I need my comfort. So we're still processing and, and we had a conversation like a month ago about it. Like, because I, I, t I told him, okay, I think that, the apartment now, we have to move. We have to move, actually. We have to move out. And he was a bit like, really? Like, we just moved in a year ago. And I was like, yeah, but you know, that's not ideal for me. Like, that's not what I w wanted in the first place. And I'm not forgetting because guess what? What you need the most will always, always follow you. That's, 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 not, to, that's not to be... Like, for me, when you really connect to yourself and your vital needs, sooner or later, these needs are coming back and saying, hey, what's up? <laughs> How do you feel today? Do you nourish me? I don't think so. Do you feel whole? I don't think so. So now like the next step is gonna, is gonna be finding a, a house near the water. Like I've always wanted. So it takes time, it takes patience because people are evolving as well. And when you are in, in a couple, you evolve. You evolve a lot. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I would say that that was the, um, the, the, yeah, the, the events, you know, coming mm -hmm. one after the other, leading us here today. Yeah, thank you for sharing. What, what I assume is that there is a balance of, desires and values right what it is that you value and it sounds to me mm -hmm. as if you feel that you value this connection with christian so much that you are willing to yeah. for example live in an apartment in the city for a year even though you know that doesn't suit you so 
even though maybe that's yeah. not your ideal situation, it's still preferable than to being in a house at the seaside alone, right? Because that would have been an easy choice to make. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's beautiful. And I think that's, it's really good always to be aware of what values and needs we are putting above others and then to make a conscious choice mm -hmm. about that, I think. Yeah. Aurore, mm -hmm. I would like to go back to something you said in the very beginning of this conversation. Uh, when I asked you about mm -hmm. relating to self, you mentioned embodiment and connecting to your senses. Mm -hmm. And then you said mm -hmm. something really intriguing to me, which is, it's not like meditation. It's much simpler, you said. It's just, <laughs> like, you know, being with your sensations. And I'm really curious because for me, meditation sounds mostly like that. It's when simple. I meditate, I sit really? down yeah. and I just, I am with what is. And that could be my mm. sensations. It could be sometimes yeah. thoughts and whatever happens. But I'm curious for you, yeah. when you say like, you know, it's simpler than meditation. What is this practice <laughs> of connecting to your senses? Could you describe what you do? Yes, uh, with pleasure. I do practices that I lead usually to my uh, clients uh, and, you know, uh, concerning sexual intimacy. And what I usually do is... I slightly move, for example, my pelvis, my hips, and I do like some very subtle movements. It's not just like Kundalini work, it's way more subtle than that. And I'm observing how does it feel to feel this movement, this subtle movement within my pelvis, in my hips, and how the energy is building up. That's what I love. For me, meditation, because I feel much more in my head and probably because I don't meditate well, <laughs> because I'm connected to, oh, you have to meditate or there's a certain way to meditate that is better than others, right? But my way to embody myself and to remember my senses is what I do right now is like as I'm talking to you, connecting to my to my breath and doing this little movement you know just like it's as if there's a it's, it's almost like a wave it's a small wave you know connected to my yeah to my um uh coccyx you know sacrum and uh and my vagina literally and it's like okay pulsing pulsing and i and i wonder how subtle i can i can go Can I be even more subtle? And for me, it's simpler. I know it's not, it may not be simpler, but it's a direct, you know, connection to, to what I love. And my senses is, is literally just like um, bringing a wholeness and um, soul to, for example, my touch. When I touch myself, I won't touch myself in an automatic way. I would, I would slow down. I would breathe into it. I would enter in relationship with my fingers, you know. It's almost as if I would just, yeah, go within, literally um, be the observer that observes itself. Um, and it can also be like a walk in a park, you know. But walking in a way that it's not your head, it's not just to clear your mind. But it is actually, it's like a walking meditation. But I, but I 
figured that being a little active is more efficient for me than just being still. That's, that's what I've uh, found out. And I've and I meditated for many years. I started my spiritual journey with meditation, like literally meditating in front of a, a white wall and not doing anything. And it was, it was great at that time. But now I feel that I need something, something else. It's slightly different. Beautiful. I, I love it. I love this idea of these very subtle movements and just like feeling into them. And I mm -hmm. think, I think I do that sometimes mm -hmm. almost without thinking about it. You know, when, when I'm yeah. working or you know, sitting in yes. my chair and there's this like movement going yes. on, but yes. maybe if I would bring more awareness to this, this could become oh. a practice, right? Because now it's mostly, yeah. Well, I do feel there's a similar practice that I have in, in my dance, my ecstatic dance practice, uh -huh. but I guess those movements are usually a lot bigger, right? So I'm curious mm -hmm. if your movement practice, these very subtle movements sometimes also lead to you moving around or dancing as a, as a practice. Yes. Yes. It usually does. And depending on who, you know, if I'm with someone, if I'm working, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right, we're gonna either go up and let the movement and let the dance of the Shakti, you know, you know, uh, dance through you or kind of relax. And I love to also contract from within, you know, like contract my pelvic floor and, and observe the sensations. Like, how does it feel? And when I relieve, like when I just release it, how does it feel? And because I'm in, into energy work, I, I train myself to be hypersensitive to energy, to auras, to, to heat, you know, to changes of like the skin. The skin changes so much. And when you, when you, when you just look at your skin, it can be like, it's like Tantra. You, you really dive into <laughs> a deeper relationship to, to it. And you let the divine, I would say, well, consciousness really, really incarnate in that present moment. Mm, yeah. I really like this image of, you know, you said something like entering a relationship with your fingers. So what I yes. imagine is like me <laughs> touching my hand on like a very small surface and then very lovingly kind of like just feeling into what that is. And it becomes almost like... Um, relating to part of mine, right? And relating to parts is something we talk about a lot in this mm -hmm. podcast mm -hmm. from, from some IFS or from some other practices, mm -hmm. but it, then it's mostly about like archetypes and mental parts. But mm -hmm. I've actually never thought about this in relationship to like body parts. Like mm -hmm. what is my relationship with my finger? <laughs> and then maybe examining my finger and looking at it and just like mm -hmm. trying to establish how I relate to my finger. That's, I've never had that thought before. So that's fascinating. Oh, <laughs> well, you should, you should, uh, you should practice it, you know, and then your body is the world literally because you have so much to discover so much beauty, so much ugliness as well, but it doesn't matter. It's more like, oh, that, that's for me, self-acceptance. It's really, truly, uh, looking observing with curiosity as if it was the first time or as if you were into psychedelics, right? Like you, everything is so, but you don't need psychedelics like to put you yourself into a trance or whatever. It's more like we all have this capacity of being marveled, I would say, mm -hmm. by life. 
and first by ourselves and thinking that thinking of all the cells that you have in your body like every cell that has a purpose you know like and it's working 24 hour and it's just like doing its thing and you and you're living and you're living and you're doing and you're doing and then you pause and you're like wow i'm uh, yeah it's uh, it's fascinating for me uh I'm, I'm curious how also in this sensual practice you've spoken about these yeah. movements and like feeling into the body and all that seems to be quite focused on on touch and maybe proprioception. I'm curious if you have a similar practice for other senses like smell mm. and your eyesight and, and especially maybe also what you hear because obviously I'm a lot into sound. Mm. Do you have any practices around that? So... For smell, I use usually uh, essential oils. I use, I, I train uh, clients to make their own auctions, their own oils. And by doing it, uh, usually they're paired. That's, that's, that's a fun way to get into another human being. And they literally go into parts of the body that is not really... That, that's, that is not usually smelled. So, for example, like behind the ears, you have like a lot of your smell, like raw smell, inside your elbows, inside your knees. So what I usually do for women to get into, well, then for the smell, it will be with someone else. That will be to smell yourself, to smell the other person. But um, as a way to relate yourself Like for me, I'm, I'm smelling my hair, for example, a lot. Well, I, I have to say, this is something that you can do, right? <laughs> I, I can't smell my hair unless I cut some of, some of it. <laughs> But I love smelling my hair. It's, it's fascinating. But for someone like you, who's a man and you don't, you have hair, but not long. Yeah, it's just short. <laughs> that's, that's just smelling your skin. Smelling in different parts of it, you know, not even like... I love, I love to smell in different types of day when I wash, when I don't wash and I'm trying to get information from it, you know, like, okay, that, that's, and it's not like you stink, but it's, it's your, it's your fabric. It's your, it's a signature for touch. Well, I told, I told you about touch for taste. But usually it's with food. So it's not really with oneself. Like I will not say, wow, well, to get really more, <laughs> I would say sexual, I would say sometimes you can taste yourself just to really, you know, and it's get your sense of what your nectar is. But usually I would say with food, you know, with water, with liquids, with your saliva even, like what does it feel to, you know, try to taste yourself from within in your mouth, right? Um, and with sound, that's such a good question. What I do is usually with voice and women is, um, body and voice work together, meaning that we start with, okay, a bit of a movement with hip movement. Okay. And then it grows and it grows and the energy builds up and you get more and more excited. And at that point, I ask the women to just do a sound, but it's not, oh, it's like literally, like, what does it feel to just let your true sound in this moment go out? 
you know, and it's truly fascinating and very, it can be very hard for many women because they're like, no, 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 I'm not going to, I'm just going to, what if, what if I sound wrong? But I'm like, no, you sound true. You sound true at that very moment. So just breathe into it and feel it and feel and see, hear how your voice is actually so diverse. And it's like, it has so many so much range, right? And so many colors and, uh, and emotions. So with voice, what I do usually is guiding them into letting go of the voice of here, because with women, I say that we have two mouths. We have this one, <laughs> this mouth, and the mouth of the vagina, right? And the whole body work is to get more down there, for them to really own it and know how it, does it feel to make a sound from it. Not meaning that your vagina make, can make a sound, well, sometimes it does, right? <laughs> but it's very interesting to, to know how your consciousness, like how, where you put your, your focus changes also the way that you relate to it. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, definitely. Beautiful, beautiful. And actually, uh, a story came up for me, something from my childhood that I had forgotten about that I would oh, like wow. share. Oh, wow. Beautiful. When you mentioned taste, you know, and how that mostly then goes through food, this idea of relating to yourself uh, through mm. taste. I remember that when I was a kid, I grew up at the seaside. So in the summer, I played on oh. the beach all day long. And then I remember sometimes I would come home at night and would be in bed and I would lick my own arm. I would lick my skin and I would taste <laughs> yes, the sea the salt, salt of it. and the, you know, the, the, the smell <laughs> of the sea and everything would be in there. And I would enjoy that so much to have this connection with this beautiful force of nature almost, you know, like <laughs> licking my arm. That's a, that's a beautiful memory, actually. Mm. Thank you so much Aho, for bringing that back. I, I love this whole oh. idea of connecting to the self through your very sensual experiences of, of your body. And ah, this is beautiful. I, I feel like I want to explore this. This is great. <laughs> yes. I want to dive into one <laughs> other theme before we head off. And that is, you mentioned that you're obviously also a, a sex coach. And so I'm curious about how you see the relationship between sex and relating to self. Because sex is one of those practices, obviously, that, well, I mean, for, for most people, when you look at it, it's with a partner, it's sex with someone. And then this dynamic of mm. relating to yourself while being in sex with another is endlessly fascinating, mm. I think. So I would love to have your experience on this. Like, how do you relate to yourself in sex or how do you see that? Mm, I'm gonna trying trying to be short on that one, but uh, that's that's such a fascinating subject. We could just like do a whole podcast on it. What I found out, what I observed, and it won't be surprising, is that there's a lot of shame and guilt around self pleasure. Now, and I always remember the first time that I touched myself, right? I discovered, and I was not even conscious that I was touching myself. It's more like a natural way of being. My mom opened the door and she saw me and I was like, oh, and it froze me for, for a long time. So I had to first deconstruct my, my, my relationship to self through pleasure, because for me, sex is about 
honoring life through you with pleasure. And pleasure is not just sexual pleasure. You can get pleasure from your senses, literally, that gives you information in and out of your body and your system. So first, for me, I had to really dive in, in terms of how do I work? Like how, how do I function? Making myself responsible for my own pleasure, not expecting the other, my partner to touch me, lick me, do, you know, make me love the way that I want. Because I mean, if he doesn't know me, it's going to take a while for him to really, you know, know how do I function. So first I would say, own your pleasure on this part of yourself by spending hours and hours reading, practicing, of course, uh, wondering about also your dark fantasies, you know, like these parts of your psyche that you kind of like put away. You're like, no, 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 this is not for me. But some, somehow you feel a little kick. You're like, mm, I like it, but I, uh, it scares me. For me, you get to know yourself through sex. You get to really know the whole essence of your own self. And then when you are with someone else, I used to expect, expect that the, the person would be a god, you know, and I would just like do nothing else, be like, okay, I'm just going to be a queen. But actually, no, you need to be a leader sometimes. You need to guide the person. You need to own it and say, I'm not making love to make love. I'm, I love to be there with this person and I'm going to, if I feel that I'm getting away from what I want, getting away from what I need, I'll stop. That's what I usually do now. That I, my body shuts off and it's like, nope, no, I don't want it. And it's very crucial to, to be aware of what you love and what you don't love, what you like and what you don't like, what you desire and what you don't desire. That's a way to know yourself too, is your boundaries, your limits, you know, what... What is of disgust for you? And you don't have to justify yourself because there's, again, a lot of guilt around sex and, and trauma again. So, yeah, I think that for me, it's the road through pleasure and subtle pleasure. And it doesn't have to be sexual. It can be very sensual. It can be erotic. It can be poetry, you know like also expanding ways of being a sexual being on earth, not just with, you know, plain penetration, but like this whole world of fantasies and, and poetry and, uh, and imagination and uh, romance. And then figure out also, how does it click with the other person? How making myself pleasurable makes the other feel, right? Because it's all about also connecting to the other person and how can I also be of service to my partner's pleasure without interfering with his own process. You know, that's uh, it's a dance. It's a constant dance. And you always, like for me, it's been uh, oh, also about letting go. That's a huge one, surrendering, which can be frightening for most people. We usually have an agenda of how to make love and porn hasn't, uh, I would say, uh, <laughs> helped us for that. So whether we like it or not, we tend to focus on the performance 
the results, having an orgasm, having a climax, instead of really going into the journey, letting go, and also being willing to surrender to pleasure. Because for a lot of people, it can be quite intense. And we, like in, in French, you call orgasme la petite mort, the little death. It's, it's not a hazard. It's like you can feel that you're going to die for some reason, but then be new again, be a newborn, you know, through this experience of sex and, uh, and self. Yeah. Uh, does that, does that uh, answer your question? Your, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a big topic. Oh. I think the beautiful thing for me is that most of what you said for me applies to everything in relating to self, not just about sex. Like when you say, yes. make yourself <laughs> responsible for your own pleasure, I would say, take responsibility for all of your experiences and, and emotions and all that. And mm -hmm. then when you say, know what you like and don't like, know what you desire, what you don't desire, have clear boundaries. I think all these things are crucial in developing a better relationship with yourself and with others in any domain, not just mm -hmm. in sex. So mm. yeah, I, I very much resonate with, with what you said. Yeah, with uh, vulnerability and intimacy, being willing to be vulnerable, the way that you put yourself out there, I mean, it's, you know, putting yourself out of your comfort zone and especially, yeah, in sex is uh, so crucial. It can be life-changing and then have an impact on your everyday life too. And you're so right. Like it does adapt like uh, to every part of our, of our being. That's, that's mm. beautiful. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. Aho. We are sadly coming to the end yes. of this podcast, mm. but I would like to ask you one more question, which yes. is, is there any question that you would have loved to answer that I didn't ask you? Since I didn't have any expectations, because it's a true conversation with you, I don't, I don't have right now a specific question. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the ride with you so much, and I can't believe that it's already the end. So, um, <laughs> no, I really, I'm, that's a good uh, sign. Thank that's you. a good sign. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, oh, one more thing then. Uh, where can people find you? If people want to connect with you, if people want to work with you, what's the best way to reach you? Okay, so I have a website. It's www.aurorefanian, so A-U-R-O-R-E, Fanian, my surname, F-A-G-N-E-N, dot com. So that's my website where you can send me an email. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. It's uh, Aurore. Uh, underscore. So what um, I'm, I'm trying to see, because uh, in French is uh, it's different, but it's Aurore underscore Fagnan. I'll write it down for you. Uh, yeah. be well, uh, yeah. no worries. I will put both of these in the show notes of the Perfect. podcast so people yeah. can find the links. They can just click on them and then they can find you. That's great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Aurore. Oh, thank you. Take care. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please subscribe to the podcast. You can also read more of my thoughts on Twitter. I will post a link in the description. And if you are interested in improving your relationship with yourself, please subscribe to my email list at relatingtoself.com. I will then send you meditations, 
rituals, practices, and more of these beautiful conversations. Thanks. <laughs>